Yeah, so uh, my name is Andrei. Uh, I was born and raised in Ukraine. Uh, spent some time in UK doing master's degree. Spent three years in Austria. And uh, most of my professional life, I have been involved in IT. Uh, in particular, I am Cisco certified uh, professional spe- specializing in networking and switching. And this is how I got into crypto because I have been building data centers. And in 2015, I have been invited uh, by my friends to take a look at the mining farm facilities. And I thought that this is sort of uh, like a data center, but uh, with better return on investment. At that time, I'm sorry to say that I was not a true believer. I am right now, but not those times yet. So we mined uh, Bitcoin and later some Ether. And when Zcash was introduced, we were mining Zcash too. And mainly we were selling it on a monthly basis that right now uh, feels like a huge mistake. But, you know, we all come through this way from being non-crypto believer to being crypto believer. In 2017, I joined Hacking Team, cybersecurity guys that wanted help with crypto, token issuing, tokenomics, a little bit of fundraising through ICO. Then in 2018, I've been involved with Paytomat, a project that was bringing crypto payments to retail. We were integrating with point-of-sales terminals, in particular, one of the largest in the world, NCR, helping people to pay with crypto in retail. 2019, we switched to developing non-custodial uh, multi-currency crypto wallets available in uh, Play Store and Apple, also Store 2. In 2020, I started looking into DeFi space and I came up with the concept of APY swap, a tokenized vault where people can uh, allocate their DeFi assets and tokenize this uh, address eventually, sharing their DeFi portfolio. And while we were doing that with uh, my team and my partner, we have uh, built an internal bridge that we were using for mainly our own token from Ether to uh, Polygon and also BSC and Echo. And because our core developers, they are familiar with Rust and Solana ecosystem too. We also introduced Solana integration and we have seen a lot of demand for that bridge, even though it was just for our only token. So we decided to make product out of that. And this is how the old bridge was born. It was, as I explained, sort of internal thing that we developed for ourselves. And then we have seen that the market is interested in it. And we decided to work on this product and make this bridge as a service to everyone. So this is long story short. I would probably now take a short pause so you can, uh, you know, ask maybe more questions or elaborate which parts of this story you're most interested in. Oh, that, you're definitely a crypto OG. Uh, you've been in here for a long time. Um, what made you stay in crypto? What made you like keep working in it? Why do you believe? Uh, it is... Uh... I really loved crypto. I mean, uh, as I said, I'm originally from Ukraine, from Kiev. And in our country, we have seen banks failing 
on like a monthly basis. So each and every month you hear that the bank went bankrupt with all the people, liquidity, all the assets in it. And I also had this sad experience when I put my money into the bank and later I discovered that this money is not really my money when I put it in the bank. And when the bank fails you, you lose the control of your asset. And that idea and that feeling and that experience when I was introduced to the crypto, when I felt that in crypto, you're basically the owner of your own funds and you're the only person responsible of keeping those funds and managing your security and managing your assets. It was for me this bright future I've been always looking for because I've seen the bank's institutionals fail and I wanted an alternative. And a while, as I said, when I started doing the mining farms facilities in 2015, I was not a big fan of crypto and I just wanted to get some short-term revenue. When I have felt the ideas that are in crypto, I became a true crypto enthusiast. And since 2016, I have been writing and being a public speaker and encouraging people to join crypto a lot. So that was the sort of uh, turnaround point for me personally. Oh, yeah. I, I think a lot of us um, were pushed away by like the traditional finance system, right? Uh, it's so broken. And yeah, the decentralized allure is, is very strong. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about Albridge? So you said you're connecting, right, to like initially to Polygon and then you had Solana. Um, what all networks do you connect so look, uh, if we are speaking in general about the bridges, we have to admit that most of the bridges are between either virtual machine supportive networks. So it is quite easy to find the bridge from Ether to Polygon or to BSC or from BSC to Polygon and vice versa. But when it comes to bridging non-EVM compatible assets, it gets much more trickier at that point both in terms of the technological stack that your developers need to handle and for the variety of security and governance issues that you're facing. We right now support uh, all directions to and from Polygon, Solana, BC, Ether, Heco, and hopefully in the next two or three weeks, we will add to this list Terra, and uh, Avalanche probably, because we feel that uh, Terra is also, it requires more bridging solution at the moment. And they're also focused around, uh, their ecosystem is focused around stable coins. And it would be absolutely great from my perspective, let's say to bring Mai to Terra and uh, to help you get there. And as we are right now working towards bridging you to Solana, Terra might be something cool too. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that'd be great. I mean, uh, our our chimps' goals are world domination, so getting Chi and Mai out there is uh, is good for us. So you, you were talking about how it's hard to bridge a non EVM chain to an EVM chain. How do you ensure that it, um, like your bridge to Solana? Uh, first of all, to bridge EVM chain to non EVM chain, you need to have the appropriate developers of that technological stack, right? So if you bridge EVM to EVM, then you just need the Solidity developers and they need to be in the full control of the whole process. They need to have the experience. Now, when you start bridging 
Polygon to Solana because Solana is based on Rust. Now you need two technological stacks at the same time. You need both Solidity developers and Rust developers so they can review the code on the both sides. And this is kind of the... Um, you know, think that you need as the business owner to resolve. Because as you know, the developers right now are a scarce resource. So finding developers from different tech stakes and making them work together, this is sort of the challenge you're facing. And this is exactly why I say that bridging EVM to non-EVM may be hard, but it is still possible. Right. Here, I'm going to go ahead and like send uh, the link to Allbridge so everybody can do their research as well um no but you're right i mean it must be very difficult to do it especially before they have um like avm compiler on solana but i guess moving on to more stuff about albridge um you tell us about like your tvo like what kind of like use so far um on the on the bridges that you have uh okay so what we have been recently tracking and we have announced it like uh i think Yesterday, uh, we have analyzed how much of the liquidity rebreached to and from Solana. I will be happy to share with you more statistics later, but right now, uh, generally speaking, we are closing 40 million USDT equivalent of liquidity. And I think that as we have just been started a little bit more than a month ago with our public uh, contracts deployment it is quite a good uh, milestone for us so for when we first deployed in a couple of days we achieved 1 million then we had like in three more days 4 million now we have 40 million i see the numbers are growing maybe it is not too much for our industry and of course we are aiming uh, at something big at being uh, like a billion plus uh, tvl locked in uh, but for now, I can just say that we are growing really fast and we really plan to continue growing together with our partners, you specifically, helping you to get to more chains. And yeah, that is kind of uh, our strategy, go-to-market strategy. Oh, that's great. I, I think 40 million is definitely success in like having it for a month. Um, yeah, it's 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 a lot to, to have there. Um, so what kind of competitors do you have? Um, like, do you have a lot of competitors uh, on like, these kind of bridges? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I also, you know, coming back to the TVL, uh, I do remember when uh, Louis Armstrong, uh, he put his, uh, uh, his like step on the moon and he said that this is like a small step for me, but a large leap for all the humanity. So I'm saying that maybe 40 million feels like a, a small step in this market, but for us, it feels like a great leap for the cross-chain bridging. And this leads me to the your next question, that while we can see a lot of different cross-chain EVM supportive bridges, we don't see really much of those that uh, support EVM to non-EVM network bridges. And particularly today, I recognized a wormhole as our main competitor because wormhole has Ether. It has right now, they just added in their recent release, uh, BSC, and they're bridging this all to Solana and Terra. But what is important here is due to the 
architecture of wormhole, it is hard for them to add more directions here and there because their architecture, it requires the amount of internal resources grow in exponential way. And this is exactly the reason why Wormhole cannot right now integrate Polygon, because it is already hard for them to add BSC. And uh, adding Polygon now, it would require a drastic amount of resources from them in the current architecture. We, on our side, we have built it all bridge from the very beginning, having in mind the modular architecture, that each and every time we add another chain, this chain can then be connected to all of other chains that are already in the bridge. And uh, this is how we're doing this, like, you know, step by step, block by block. And because of this type of architecture, we provide our users this way of going from each chain to every other chain. And I think this is kind of cool. And I don't see many... I don't see any solutions, to be honest, right now on the market, having them in mind. But uh, yet again, I do recognize Wormhole as our main competitor and uh, the official bridge to Solana. I deeply respect the guys and the code they're doing. We're just doing the whole architecture differently. Okay, yeah, that, that's definitely good to know uh, for users. I, I, I'm looking here at the text channel. A lot of people excited about my on Polygon and sending it to Solana. Um, just so that everybody knows, Saber, their AMM there, going to be incentivizing my uh, to the tune of like around 50k Saber per um, per day. I, I feel like I think that's 15k dollars per day. Um, you'd have to you have to check for the most recent numbers. Uh, here, let me see. There's uh, what pair are we having? I'm not sure yet. I think it's going to be another um, another stablecoin. Um, but yeah, so USDT, right? Because that's the only other stablecoin on on Solana. Yeah, they're definitely having a, a problem not having enough stablecoins. So hopefully we can fill in that gap there. Um, I, I also think that we probably have to do this announcement together with you and us and Saber about the incentivization pool. And it would be good to know for all of the community that uh, we are incentivizing the pair. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think um, after this like uh, AMA, we're also going to schedule one with Saber and um, explain a little more what that's going to look like on Solana. Um, but yeah, 100% agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a couple more questions. But guys, I mean, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to write them in the... In the text or you can also ask to join uh, the stage and we can ask there as well i think we have somebody here here i'll try to add them on uh shimbao it could be a mistake i know some people accidentally click on uh, on this stuff but if not i do have more questions for you um what what excites you about DeFi? what what do you like um about the DeFi space i am really enthusiastic about the fact how much possibilities you see in DeFi. So literally, even if we speak about uh, the bridging, you have so many options. You can play around with bridging different chains together, like we are doing. You can see the potential integrations with uh, AMMs. Uh, You can see that you can select the assets that are not yet 
there on some chains and you can get them there. And it, it feels like a giant legal constructor when basically you can develop your business in any direction you want. So uh, this, uh, this freedom that DeFi gives you, if you are the project owner, that you can keep developing basically in any way you want, and still you will find your part of the market. Other than that, I do see the potential possibilities that we will soon see also in DeFi ecosystem. How do we combine traditional financial instruments like borrowing, lending with the decentralization and with the ecosystem where people can use their own funds providing let's say, the liquidity, right? Providing liquidity to DEXs, this is really a cool concept if you compare that with the traditional institutes or even with the traditional centralized exchanges. Because before, projects on one side, they had to pay their way into the centralized exchanges and the exchanges on their part, they had to think how can they create the order books and how they can fill them in. And what DeFi does for us it enables each and every of us to participate in this whole thing, find our place, right? If you want to build projects, if you don't want to build projects, but you have some assets, you can put those assets and let other people use them, eventually becoming the market maker, helping them. Or you can, I don't know, you can lend people assets in the centralized way. Or if on other hand, you see the potential financial strategies that will benefit you, you can borrow other people assets, paying them and using those assets to your advantage. And it gives you so much freedom that I'm really astonished about that. Yeah, I think for me, that's the, the freedom part is definitely what excites me, right? Because uh, you, you really own your money um, there. I do see a recurring question here. Um, if you could like explain in a non-technical way how Allbridge um, is safe or and then also how it works, that would be helpful for the, for the audience. That's, that's uh, okay. not like if you can put it in like layman's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's speak about how the breach works in general. And I will right now describe you two main use cases that you are facing. So the first one, if let's say you have an asset on one part of the bridge, on one chain, and you don't have this asset on the other part of the bridge, you can provide the minting service. So my comes in on Polygon side of the bridge. And you say, uh, as a user, as the my holder, you say, hey, look, I want to go to Solana. That means that at the same moment, this part of the liquidity in Polygon is being frozen and then minted on the Solana chain. Then it goes in circulation there. And later, if you decide, for example, that you are no longer want to be on Solana network, you want to come back again to Polygon, you're knocking back and say, hey, look, I am this asset that was bridged from here to there, and now, now I want to go home. So that means that this asset on Solana is being burned, and then the asset that has been originally freezed on Polygon is now released, and you can go with it. The other use case that the breacher uh, commonly facing is what happens if the asset is already on both chains, right? So 
uh, in the first example that I gave you, it was like uh, when the asset is here, but not there. But what is if the asset is here and there? Then uh, the bridge needs to sort of uh, do the liquidity pool on both sides and monitoring what happens when the asset comes in and out, uh, looking after the liquidity. Now, the common concept on today's market, it is that if you integrate the asset that is cross-chain already, you ask the asset owner to put the liquidity in. So when the users need to transfer from here to there, they can use the liquidity provided by the project. What we have in mind right now is also democratizing this part and not allowing only projects to put their liquidity in, but allowing the users to put their liquidity into. Because if you set up this, uh, this would in a way be the combination of bridging techniques and IMM liquidity providing techniques. But in the very end, it is quite a cool concept that we are right now developing the architecture for that you can select the same asset which you have on two sides of the bridges and you put those assets into a pair on the bridge asset to the same asset but on the other blockchain so eventually you become the bridge liquidity provider and uh, whenever the transaction happens between those blockchains and the user pay the transaction fees to cross the bridge, you benefit from that. And this is like uh, this is like one-sided uh, asset providing because if you think about that, if you go to the AMMs, those that we right now have, and you put your assets, you usually put the pair, right, and Ether to USDT, for example. And you have the risks of impermanent loss, etc., etc. And if you put the liquidity into the bridges, then you could put the asset to the asset. So you cannot see any impermanent loss at all because you are not bridging this asset to us to other, but you are bridging it basically to itself. And this is what we are working right now in terms of the architecture of the bridge. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for answering that. Um... We have a couple of questions coming in here. Um, is there a limit to how much my you can bridge? Um, and also, if you could talk about the, how the fees work for my. Uh, uh, we don't currently have any limit, uh, but we will introduce soon a limit for one transaction at a time for the security reasons. Because what we need to do, it is when the transaction is being validated, when it's being recognized like the uh, transaction that is supposed to happen, then we want to rotate the validators whenever the transaction is being subdivided into smaller transaction. And the the only purpose for that is the security. Because if we think that there is a chance that somewhere the private keys can leak from the node validator, then by dividing the transaction into smaller ones and rotating the validators, you eventually minimize the damage even if something bad happens. Of course, we pay great attention to security details, but you see that the bridges are being hacked like on a daily basis. So we are right now thinking internal protocols that will help like this one, divide the transactions, change the validations, 
something happens, you don't suffer the main loss, you just suffer part of that, and you have time to, you have more time to react to that. Yeah, that definitely makes sense to me. Um, and in terms of the um, like the pricing, um, some people were asking $0.25 cents per transaction, or um, does it matter how much you're sending? Can you explain that? Oh, uh, what we decided when uh, we were uh, launching our bridge is that we will, at this stage, we will charge the flat fee. That is, like you said, on average, uh, for the all the projects we bridge, it is somewhere around uh, 25 cents. We may reconsider that to a percentage-based fee, but right now it is what it is. What we wanted here, this is simply the business strategy. It is not any any way uh, you know linked to the technology. We thought that if we do the bridge for free, and I've seen many problems having this issue. Whenever you're providing your services for free, not charging users for anything, you get nice traction. You get a lot of people interested in joining. Then at some point, you understand that you as a business need to earn money. And at the moment you change the fee from zero to anything else than zero, a lot of users just drop out because they get used to the concept that they are not paying for your service. So we decided to keep the fee as low as possible, but still to get this fee so that the users of the bridge, they feel this idea that we're building for them, but we are not doing that completely for free. We don't this fee to be big. We want this fee just to be there so people know that whenever they use our code, they're just paying for that some, you know, point, some share. And I think this is healthy, like, business-wise. Yeah, I don't think anybody would disagree that you got to charge something. Like, uh, you got to make money at the end of the day. Um, what else can I ask? Oh, yeah, so you mentioned in terms of, like, limiting the transaction size. Do you know... Get how much that would be limited, like, or what would be the max dollar value you can transfer at a time? Oh, uh, we are still discussing that, but I thought that perhaps we would limit this transaction. Like, we will divide each big transaction into a set of smaller ones, probably uh, up to 10k of USD equivalent. That feels like a safe spot, and I do also see that the uh, BSC, the Binance bridge that is being commonly used, they're also splitting the transactions into 10K transactions. So we have not finalized that just yet. We will be happy to discuss with the community the appropriate uh, maximum amount transactions per one transaction. But for now, it feels that 10K is somewhere there that uh, we feel is good for us and the users. We don't want it to make too small because for users it will be then be inconvenient. And we don't want to make it too big because it puts much greater security risk on us. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, that's pretty cheap, man. I, I think uh, a good deal for people wanting to bridge. I think it's like 0.0025%. Um, so definitely getting a good deal out of bridging your, your tokens. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I see some people typing here, but I, I did want to get your thoughts on Cheetah. What do you think about um, the Cheetah protocol and what do you think about stablecoins in general? I personally uh, really prefer those stablecoins that are 
uh, like Chidao, uh, the Chidao, what I like about it, it is that it is being, you know, uh, it sits on the assets. So it is not like, uh, what I don't like about stable coins like USDC or USDT is that you really need to trust, uh, you know, them that uh, the Tether, they have this control over those assets that are be backing the USDT. And we have seen in our history a lot of questions and concerns about USDT and whether... And we have seen yes, and we have seen the moments when they like publicly admitted that they are not right now backed like one to one dollar, but they're backed by other assets, etc., etc. I like uh, Algo stable coins because when you think about it, you really have this the proper amount of uh, decentralization here. You don't need to trust; you just need to verify. You need to check what how much the assets uh, that is behind the stable coin being worse in this case it is matic and uh, what is the level of collateralization and this is it so i personally i do prefer this type of approach to the approach when you're just being told that this is the asset that is backed by some bank account that you cannot check anytime anywhere yeah 100 percent uh we don't we don't like centralization here at cheetah I would say we're not algo though, um, but yeah, we're always always covered by value. Um, it's always backed by more value than it's worth, so definitely no issue there. Um, yeah, I mean, another question is why why bridging Polygon to Solana? Um, what what attracted you to Polygon? Uh, at Polygon, I I have to say I really like how uh, Polygon team reacts and how easy they make the intros and how much they support the project. So uh, this is the best experience with Polygon that I ever had with any other blockchain. Literally, I mean any other, because you just put into the Telegram group like, hey, guys, I want to do this and that, and they help you. And this is uh, today, I think this is the great advantage of the Polygon ecosystem that they actually recognize the projects coming in as the partners and they help it. And uh, I don't want to name the competitors just in case any of them are listening right here, but I would say that it is compared to when you write to the group with other chains and they asking, what do you want? And you say, look, we're doing integration here and there. And uh, we, let's say, want a retweet or something or intro or whatever. And instead of doing that, those chains, they send you the form you need to complete. And after you complete that, they say, we will reply you within two to four weeks or something. And you feel stupid because in crypto, everything changes so fast and you cannot wait for four weeks for someone to review your application form, you want the result of your deeds and your code that is being programmed here and now. And I have to say that Polygon, they really shine out there. They're providing the best level of support to the project that I have ever seen. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Um, all of them, like from Sandeep, everyone, super, super active. And I think, I mean, even in the other layer twos where you see a lot of support, I don't think it's like this amount. Um, you see, wonder if the if the Polygon team ever sleeps. So, um, yeah, that's right. definitely a good community to have. Um, 
Coucou and I mean, go ahead guys if you have any questions feel free to start um writing them out and of course you're all welcome to join the um stage. Nacho, I think uh, we're getting to that point where you could uh go ahead and give out the pop um pop uh password or I guess the race. It's not on the text, right? <laughs> oh yeah guys, make sure make sure to pay attention on the on this because we've had some times where like people can't um understand or maybe they don't get the the pull up password so make sure you you get that we'll hear from nacho here soon have you have you used pops before for Allbridge? oh uh, i'm sorry uh used what exactly what is uh it's called like proof of attendance protocol they basically give you like an nft in order to um in order to get a Whenever you like go to like uh, an event or some sort, it'll give you some kind of code, and then it'll prove that you you were there. No, I don't think I even heard about that, but I would be happy. To... Oh, I think you're cutting out there. Okay, uh, I'm joining on, on stage to to explain a little bit. Yeah, uh, we are changing the method of people to claim the the popes. Sometimes it's a keyword, and sometimes it's like this. So if you if you guys can scan the QR, it will lead you to a website where you can put your MetaMask, your your address. Uh, you don't have to connect to anything. Just put your your address, and it will claim it for free, and you will receive it in. In your in your address as a NFT sort of NFT to to remember that you were here in this event. It's a, a way for us to 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 give thank you to to our audience for being here. And actually, I'm seeing uh, somebody saying that uh, the event is no longer active. Oh, oh, oh wait, um, you sure? Well, okay. uh, I can change it right away, so don't worry. It's Okay, perfect. You can chat again in one minute. <laughs> oh, and they're all saying that it's just the uh, when they click on it, it's the quick swap. Okay. It might be uh might be because they're linking to that one. Okay, uh, check the channel in a couple of minutes. I'm gonna uh, check again and and share it with you. Okay. So perfect. Thank you, Nacho. It, it will be posted in this in this text channel. Okay. Um, so, um, Andrews, just to go back on Albridge here, some people are asking if um, you're planning on having other other tokens added to the bridge, or what's kind of your roadmap there? Okay, uh, so yes, we are absolutely happy to add more tokens and add more projects, and uh, I can probably share with you my uh, Telegram ID. So, if you have a project uh, that needs bridging. Uh, just ping me. I would be more than happy to talk. And for our development, uh, we have been for the last 10 days, we have postponed all of our development because we really wanted to rethink our security protocols uh, because we were kind of scared after the Poly network hack, and we thought that right now we need to put a lot of things that we were developing on pause, and then we proceed. Hopefully, right now it gets better. We are also in the process of finalizing uh, our security audit, and uh, then for the next two weeks, uh, I think we will uh, finalize the Terra integration. This is our main priority. This is what our development focuses on, and. Uh, I right now tend to 
I mean, I have global ideas, right? This idea I explained to you to bridge in, to bring in a liquidity of users to the bridges and put it into the pair of assets to the same asset on different blockchains. We also have another concept in mind. What if we combine the bridges with AMMs, possibly allowing the users to trade cross-chain through the bridge, bringing AMM on top of the bridge. This is like long-term goal. Uh, as for the short term, as I said, uh, it is for the next two weeks, probably going to be Terra. And uh, for the project, uh, we are absolutely happy to get more of them anytime. So just let me know. I am writing right now as we speak uh, my Telegram ID. I... Uh, so just ping me. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, I'm sure some people will reach out to you there. Cool. Okay, so here we have the the new pull up. If um, works for y'all, I'm gonna try it out as well. Oof, yeah. Sorry. Something? Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's uh, I'm having some some issues here. That uh, I can share the the address uh, instead of the QR. Just give me one minute. No worries at all. Yeah, no pressure, man. <laughs> um, yeah, Andrew. So it's live now, right? You, you can uh, you can already bridge my onto Solana, right? Yeah, sure. It's live now. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on the website right now. I'll be setting up my my Solana my Solana address and all that later. And as I previously said, let's pink together Saber. Let's make you know some noise about that together with them. Let's uh, do the incentivization and let people know about that we have one. Yeah, I think they're probably gonna be our next uh, fireside chat. Um, maybe we could even do like a, a three way fireside chat like you guys and, um, and Saber at the same time. Mm, uh, sounds I'll, cool. I'll... I would be glad glad to do that. Perfect. Yeah, I'll send you more info on our, our Telegram chat. I'm sure. I'm sure people here won't want us to mention it too much, because then uh, they can get more of the my uh, rewards there. So less collateral, man. I wish if they have enough liquidity here and they have a chain. I think they already have a chain. Subcraft's not up to. It works now. I, I checked the QR. It works now. Perfect. Thank you so much, Nacho. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I was uh, copying that wrongly. Sorry. <laughs> too many tabs now. open. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it works right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like it. Okay. I'm collecting all of Nacho's pops. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, thank you everybody for coming. I, if there are no other questions, um, Andrew, did you have any questions for us, for our community? Um, uh, yeah, I'm always interested in feedback uh, from. Uh, from the projects we partner with and from the community too, are there any things that we can do better? Are there any projects or chains or additions to the bridge you want us to do or add or change? Because, you know, we're really building for you and uh, we're building right now the way we see that. But I think it is really important to hear the feedback. And if you think that we can do better, uh, or put some extra on top, please share with us. We will be more than happy to hear your thoughts. So you see, uh, we see here people very excited to be using it. Um, could you possibly maybe share your like um, Discord link or something uh, where your community meets? Uh, perhaps our people might want to jump in there and uh, participate in your community. Uh, we might. 
I mean, uh, we can establish the Discord if you're interested in it. But uh, for now, you get uh, the most communication in our uh, group or in our Twitter. This is what we have the most. Perfect. I will yeah, share. I don't think I have it. Is the announcements one? Oh, yeah, sure. Let me share it with you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's announcement, and the uh, we we do have a lot of communication on Twitter, and we post all of our thoughts on what we are doing on Medium, and also the other important link I wanted to share with you is the link with the documentation. So if people are interested in seeing uh, what we have on the tech part, then probably. So I'm sharing with you the Telegram link, the Twitter link, uh, the Medium link, and the documentation links. Question um, by Evan. Can you maybe like clarify what you mean? Um, you see sole products growing with Polygon products in the future. Like you mean like, um, like synergies between them or... Oh, like the ecosystems growing together. Um, so Andrew, um, I think we have a, one more question here, and it's about how you see Polygon ecosystem and Solana ecosystem growing together. Uh, I can say that those uh, two ecosystems are in a way complementary to each other. So uh, both uh, Polygon chain and Solana chain, they're fast chains. Uh, that can handle a lot of transactions. Now, uh, the key difference within them is that Polygon tends to be like um, EVM-like chain, so it is in a way uh, similar to Ether, and it supports uh, the smart contracts that were built on Ether, and uh, the development there, it is, you know, solidity development. Uh, Now, Solana, it is really, really different. So it goes in its own separate ways. Now, uh, I think that those two things are good. And uh, uh, those chains, they can see a lot of projects being here and they're utilizing the best from both universes, from the both ecosystems. And I think that our mission as the bridge is uh, help those projects get both sides eventually getting the most out of, uh, you know, the as I said, out of the two ecosystems. What I can do differently, as for myself, uh, I'm not sure. It is uh, probably something that I would like to hear from you guys, what we should do differently. If you have any ideas, as I said, I would be more than happy to hear them out. And so what's the best way for them to share their feedback? Is it through... Like the the Telegram is an announcement Telegram, right? Um, is there a place where they can just uh, info? Or... Right on Twitter, right on uh, Telegram in the group. Or as I said, if you have any project that needs bridging, you can write me directly. I shared my Telegram ID. Perfect. There you have it, folks. Um, oh, is there? I see Cirex low key writing. I want to leave anyone out, but. Um... We are coming to the tail end of the event. Okay, cool. He'll DM him after. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for, for joining us. We're very excited to be bridging I onto Solana. Um, and thank you for your time and coming over here and explaining it to us. 
thank you very much for your time too. Thank you for inviting and giving me this unique opportunity to speak uh, with you and your community. I really appreciate that. And I would be more than happy to assist you if you have any further ideas uh, that we can do together. It would be my absolute pleasure. It would be my pleasure as well. Um, perfect. So, and guys, don't forget to vote. By the way, we have to uh, piece out that uh, are fast approaching their end. But yeah, that, that's it for this event. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nacho, for the pull-up. Alrighty, folks. Bye.